Merry Christmas to all. It is a blessing to be with you tonight to celebrate the Eucharist on this most wonderful and holy day. What a joy it is to be together and also to see so many of you with guests, with friends, with family. What a joy. I would be remiss, however, if I didn't also say that it is an incredibly difficult time in the Catholic Church. And frankly, in our world. This year in particular has helped raise just in worldly issues the struggles, the increasing struggles and division that we seem to see. The anger, the animosity, even the hatred. And within the church we have seen, and more and more has been unearthed, and it might even get worse before it gets better, the despicable and depraved behavior of priests and the cowardly cover-up of bishops. It is a difficult time to be in the church, to be faithful. Many have wavered in their faith. Some have left altogether. All, I would assume, have been deeply hurt, saddened, and disgusted. I join you in that. For what it's worth, I'm sorry that you've had to go through all of that. And I vow to work with you, to walk with you, to make this a better church, a holier church, a safer church. In the gospel today, I did receive some consolation. Because if we look at Jesus' own genealogy, we see men and even some women who have committed pretty much every sin that there is. Within the first four generations of God's chosen people, the people set apart, chosen for greatness, chosen for the law, chosen for the coming of God in the flesh, we hear Jacob stealing the inheritance from his brother Esau. Jacob's son Judah sleeps with his own daughter, who we thought was a prostitute, and fathers a child. This is within the first four generations. It gets worse. David, the great king, the greatest of kings, was an adulterer and a murderer. In almost every way, the genealogy of Jesus exhibits to us the challenges, the depravity and the sickness and evil that exists in the world. Yet, the beautiful and good news is this, is that from that line comes our Savior comes the one to set us free. Bethlehem is the answer and the solution to all of these problems. The world says, seek power. Seek it and reign over people with authority, with judgment, with loud voice. And God comes in silence in a manger. The world says to seek and to serve yourself. And God comes to serve, not to be served. The world says, hate your enemy, take advantage of him or her. And God comes and says, love your enemy. The answer is in the manger in Bethlehem. Silent, still, serene, but full of joy, peace, and love. Jesus, as he tells us in the Gospel of John, says very clearly, 
Without me, you can do nothing. Not without me, you can't do very much. Not without me, you can only do a little bit. But without me, you can do nothing. And what is sin but the absence of good? Sin is no thing. Evil is no thing. It takes away what is good, beautiful, and true. It deprives us of the beautiful things of this world. And we see that without God, without Christ, it is so easy to be twisted, to be led astray, to worship false gods. And yet, when the Christ child comes into our life, when he is born not just in fact in Bethlehem, but when he is born each and every day in our hearts and in our lives, the world becomes a better place. And so, yes, today we celebrate the incarnation, the nativity of Christ, God becoming one of us in the flesh. But he desires each and every day to continue this work in your flesh and with you. The great irony, so to speak, the great change that God comes is that one person now can change and save the world. And we recognize that the fullness of that is in Christ, but that also has implications in my life and in yours. That I bear responsibility not only for bringing you Christ, but also in trying and striving to be Christ as best I can. And you challenging me to be better. This is the message, the power, and the glory of Bethlehem. Jesus came into a divided world, a world and a country torn apart by war, division, hatred, oppression. And he comes bringing love, light, goodness, beauty, and truth. Yes, I have a heavy heart. And I imagine many of you have and will have a heavy heart because of what is going on in our world and in our church. But the light shines brightest against the darkness. And I can say to you this from our campus ministry, there is beauty and light amongst our students. Come any Tuesday or Thursday night at 9 p.m. and there will be 75 to 100 college students here for Mass. We have about 100 students going to a Catholic conference over their Christmas break. What a blessing. People ask me all the time, campus ministry must be suffering, yet I can't explain it, but more and more young people are giving their lives freely and fully and beautifully to Christ. The light shines brightest against the darkness. Jesus desires to be born each and every moment of each and every day in your life. Come, let us adore. Come, let us give thanks, for God is with us.